Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. This is another edition of The Cocktail Cult. I am your purveyor of fine distilled spirits, sometimes um, fermented spirits, sometimes it's just fucked. But my name is Jonas, so thank you for joining us. Uh, my illustrious uh, illustrious guest this evening is a world traveler, a fine human being, and he's a fucking guru with motherfucking crypto, which I know you're all thinking about right now because you see Bitcoin going up, you see fucking BitTorrent going up, you see Ethereum and BitChip, Chip, Chop Chip, whatever the fuck all these coins are named. But anyway, um, so we're going to do a little whiskey tasting here, and then we're going to get into a little crypto action and kind of explain what it is, why it is, and why you should buy it. And uh, you should uh, then send me the proceeds uh, via Coinbase or uh, an app called Voyager. Um, and you can send me all the money that you make from it because I'm the one that's telling you to buy it. So um, without further ado, here's my good friend, um, Stuart Philkill. And my wife is actually joining us here as well. Uh, she may not partake in too much of the festivities with the verbiage, but she is here drinking Fernet. If you're not familiar for, with Fernet, then you're... Probably a fucking loser, and you should probably turn this podcast off right now. So, without further ado, uh, the three of us are sitting here at our kitchen table, um, and uh, yeah, we're just going to have a little fun tonight, so appreciate you joining us. There's probably three or four of you um, that are listening, so really, you know, it's a heartfelt thank you for, for all the hard work that you've put in listening to this garbage. So, anyway, we've got a bottle of Sazerac rye here, it's straight, uh, straight rye whiskey, um, 90 proof, 45 ABV. Um, it is distilled by Buffalo Trace. It's a contract distillation um, for the Sazerac company from, um, what did you call it? Nola? Nolans. Yeah, Nolans. Yeah, so it's a shout out to Drew Brees right now, who Hi, recently ben. retired. Hi, um, or, yeah, Ben, thank you very much for listening. You're probably the only one. Catherine, you probably have this on mute, so never mind. Um, but anyway, yeah, so here's a shout out to Nolo um, and Sazerac right? Is it Nolo? Nola? Nola. Okay. Nola. Okay, Nola. Nola. We've you, now- you can call it New Orleans if you want to sound cool. N- New Orleans? Nolans. New Orleans. Okay. I mean, should I just call it Hurricane Katrina land? <laughs> or that's not culturally sensitive? <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Um, Sazerac rye is it's really quite tasty. It's very versatile. Um, the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection also, there's an 18-year that gets released every year, and it's fucking expensive. You can probably find a bottle on the secondary market for like two Gs. But, you know, if you're lucky enough, you can pick up a Sazzy here um, for, you know, anywhere between 26 and 32 bucks in a regular liquor store. Um, it's quite tasty. I'm going to... Just, I added a little bit of cold water. Um, Stu added a little bit of cold water here. Again, my wife's drinking Fernet, so, you know, I don't expect her to add her tasting notes. She but, was. The Fernet's already gone. Yeah, exactly. The bottle's empty, too. Um, but I'm going to give it a big fucking nose right here, because I've got a big fucking nose. Um, and you definitely get that, that you know, spicy rye bread, some clove, um you know, vanilla, your normal barrel kind of, you know, uh, um, flavor profile as far as, um, you know, brown sugar and things of that nature. Baking bread, some, a little yeast, maybe? You get a little yeast in there? 
I mean, I, I, I was on board with the clove and the vanilla. I actually but... do know what yeast smells like from distilling and brewing. I've, I've taken a big fucking nose of yeast before. Yeah, I, brown sugar. Yeah. So you're quintessential rye characteristics. So um, next. The, no, there's, the nose really isn't that hot. It's like a really smooth, mellow. Sound. It's, it's not it's, that much alcohol. It's the at the very, very end that I get that overproof kind of like, you know, slight singeing of nose hairs. But I also didn't add that much water to mine, That's so true. it's probably threw, not proofed down I quite as much. Threw a little bit more water. Ooh, my wife's pouring a little bit right now. This should get interesting. We've already had like three bottles of wine, you know, had a nice dinner, and then just decided to do this podcast here. So this is slightly spur of the moment. It's not as well thought out as all of my last podcasts, where I was definitely not intoxicated for any of them. Um, so tasting notes here. We're going to give it a nice big sipper. Yeah. It's fucking delicious. I definitely get a little esophagus burn. I can tell that it's slightly overproof, even with my bit of water added. White pepper. Yeah, definitely white pepper, not not uh not black pepper, white pepper. Um some some a little citrus. It's it's big and fucking bold. Like that finish is big. Mm-hmm. A little alcoholy, but some quintessential rye spices. Um, some vanilla, of course. A little brown sugar. You know that's that's there's a barrel characteristics more as the distillate. Um, probably a little, uh, you know, vanilla. yeah, definitely vanilla. Some some baking spices in there. Um, you know, like candied ham with some clove and shit like that. I, I definitely am getting a little, uh, a little nuance of that. If I was, I, and I, I can't say if I was going to mix this with a cocktail, into a cocktail, because I've used three quarters of the bottle in cocktails. Um, I like it on its own, but like make a fucking Manhattan with it. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Like three ounces of this rye, an ounce and a half of like Dolan sweet vermouth. Use Dolan. It's a better product. Put the Martini Rossi back. If you can find Dolan, it's $2 more and it's absolutely fantastic. It's a great hangover cure as well. If you're hungover in the morning, take a big old fucking swill of Dolan sweet vermouth and it just lightens your whole day up. Um, but it's really great in Manhattans because you get that spicy rye base. You get the, the addition of the sweet vermouth. You get some aromatics from the bitters, and it's just smooth. It's super round, and like I've drank probably my body weight in Manhattan's with Sazerac rye. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite cocktails. Stu, what do you think about that? The Sazerac? Uh, in general, or like, hey, I would like to taste that in a Manhattan. I would like to taste it in Manhattan. It, like you said, I mean, it's got... It's got a... Um... The the thing that stands out the most is that characteristic rye bite, but it's not quite as like it's not quite as bold as a lot of the other ryes that I'm used to, um, and it is well balanced by there is a lot of vanilla in there, mm-hmm. almost like a little bit of nutmeg maybe. Yeah, those are that like those rye baking spices mm-hmm. that you like can't. It's not like you can pinpoint just one. It's not like oh fuck that's cinnamon because oh that's cinnamon toast crunch. Even though fuck I love cinnamon toast crunch. Mm-hmm. 
It kind of has um, like a sharp mouthfeel. It's not quite as it's, round as... It's, it's got a little, a little tactile-like sensation. It's got a little burn there. It's overproof. It's, it should. It should have a little, a little overproof burn, you know? It's not like an offensive esophagus-like melting... You know, it's 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 a really it's well done. It's very well done. It's not like you're like, ooh, that's young. I don't I don't taste that and get mouth burn and be like, that's young, because sometimes you do because that's got depth and complexity as well, and and that's the like the the tried and true like, hey, those guys know what they're doing. Obviously, it's Buffalo Trace. Of course, they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, do people drink rye on the on the rocks? If they're smart, they drink rye on the rocks. Absolutely. I mean, I would swim in a bathtub of this rye whiskey. I love it. You wouldn't swim in a bathtub of this. It might burn out well. So, well, it exfoliates the pores. It's a nice bottle. Um, great bottle shape. I, I mean, the label itself doesn't eh. stand out as much. I mean, it's, it's just, okay, it's just but unclear. it's it's a cool bottle shape. It reminds me of like a, a like a. Like a Barnum and Bailey circus tent, for some reason. You know, does that sound weird? Well, the, the, the label's not prominent. The, this right, the this, this shape nice. kind of looks like a tent. It's got then, a long neck, and then it's got like a, a rounded uh, torso. I'll call it, which moves down into, uh, which rounded because there's these like pockets of of um, uh, what would you? I don't even know what you would call this. It does look like a circus tent. Like. Like etching that's rounded that moves around the entire bottle, and then the bottom of the bottle has the same type of thing, but the label is clear. It's just got white writing. It's just it's not the packaging is not great. It's It's not yeah. It's not something that would like. It's not going to like reach out and like bite you in the whiskey aisle. But you need to know that if you buy a bottle of Sazerac rye, it is a quality quality rye, especially for the price point. You literally besides I think. Like high west double rye, like you can't beat it for the price point, especially if you if you're using it to make cocktails. How like, e- how easy is it to find? I mean, if you went into five liquor stores, you should be able to find that in at least one. And I know that I seems go like five liquor stores. I know that seems like it's like difficult, but like you go to like two shitty like college liquor stores, you, you're not you're not gonna find anything. You know what I mean? Like. You get nothing there besides like White Claws and fucking Bud Light, you know? And then you've got another liquor store which focuses more on wine. They're not going to have it. So now that fifth liquor store is a good liquor store which got a great whiskey selection. But again, this is not something where like you can buy 50 cases of it, you know? It's, it's slightly limited allocation, not as much as your Blanton's or your Rock Hill Farm or your Eagle Rare or, you know, the other things that are now so fucking rare that two years ago, people that used to be able to get like a diamond dozen on the shelves, like, oh, Elmer T. Lee, you could find it in... in two out of five liquor stores and now you're paying like six hundred dollars for a goddamn bottle is it worth it no elmer t lee yeah but the sazerac the sazzy would never be worth anything i i the most i'd ever pay for that bottle is 45 bucks is it worth it for 45 yeah right. it's a qual. it's a quality bottle it's very tasty. It's it's ninety proof. It's super versatile, which I think is the main main thing here. Like you could use this in a multitude of different drinks. Like I've done it in a traditional highball, like 
whiskey seltzer and it's fucking fantastic like like sometimes like when uh, I, I've got, a, we've got a seven month old baby. And sometimes when she does not want to sleep, I'll put her in her car seat. I'll put her in my truck. I'll pour myself a big like highball with Sazerac and some club soda. And we'll just drive around for a while, you know, just midday. We'll just have a stroll. The baby will sleep and Papa will sleep too. Kind of while he's driving, sipping on the highball, you know, and we're like, we make it to our destination and we make it back. It's very safe. Do not alert the authorities and say anything about me ever doing that. Um, because be- it's a lie. It's not a lie. But you're putting this on a podcast where anybody can listen. Yeah, but there's no one really listening. But we appreciate everybody that is, like wholeheartedly. Now, it's probably, normally I get about four to 6,000 listens for a podcast. So it's only a couple thousand people. We appreciate everybody, though, seriously. So statistically, how many of those are cops? I don't know. Probably six. I mean, there's three that live right over there. They don't, don't, tell, us where, don't tell them where we live. I wave um, them so they know. So you're cool. Yeah, yeah. cool. Listen, um, oh, this, that's the wife of the this sassy... <laughs> yeah. The one Holland cop does... This sassy has also down. won multiple, multiple awards. 91 points. Best Buy for Wine Spectator, um, three stars by, uh, you know, the Spirits Journal, 2019 Best Rye. I mean, it, it's, it's an award-winning rye. It's delicious. It's a great price point. Um, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to pick a bottle up or a case, you know. I mean, just buy a case if you have to. So if I, if I do go to a liquor store and I find this, how much can I expect to pay? Between 20 Eight and thirty-two, probably. That seems like a pretty good price, considering it's somewhat scarce. Well, um, the eighteen year is impossible to find, but it's like the Eagle Rare seventeen is impossible to find. Mm. But you can find the Eagle Rare. It's in less liquor stores, and it's a limited. It's a more limited allocation than it used to be. But you can still find it. Any anything that Buffalo Trace puts out right now. Since the pandemic, it's basically like whiskey toilet paper. It's difficult to find. Huh. You know, like you're wiping your ass with the Sears Robux catalog before you're using fucking two-ply because you don't know when the two-ply is coming back. Right. It's the same with the Eagle Rare. Like you're not going to wipe your ass with the Eagle Rare, but you might wipe your ass with, you know, an Evan Williams. Not the single barrel. The single barrel is delicious. Do you see the price of this going up over time? It's already gone up. Because of the scarcity? Because they can raise the fucking prices and, and call it scarcity. Even though the distillery is putting out the same amount of product. Yeah, but if the demand goes up, then it should go up. The price should go up. And the demand, I got, I got air quotes going, is always going up. That's the difference. Hmm. Whether or not the demand is actually going up, the demand is quote-unquote always going up. Scarcity means more money, but they're still selling the same amount. They're still producing the same amount. Producing the same amount, right. I mean, same supply, more The problem with whiskey is this sat in a barrel for four to six years. I don't know. There's no age denomination on this. I I think it's about a four... I think it's about a four-year. Based on the color and the flavor profile, I think it's about a four-year. Maybe maybe six. I don't know. It's somewhere in that vicinity. Is it possible as a blend? Well, yes, but... 
it's a blend. Uh, it could be a blend of a four year and a six year, or it could be a blend of a two year and an eight year. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you. Straight rye whiskey just means it's a, a predominantly a rye grain. There could be some wheat in there. There could be corn. It just means that it's a 50% heavy. 50% or more rye. Well, technically, yes, but normally it's a, it's a higher designation of rye. That's normally what, what they do because rye is a very distinct grain and it is a very distinct flavor profile right. where you get that spice, you get that heat, you get that, like, that, that mouthfeel that you don't get with bourbon. Mm-hmm. Bourbon is 51% corn. It's going to be a little sweeter. It's going to be a little bit more mellow. It's going to have a, 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 a much um, different, you know, distinction as far as the flavor profile. You know, weeded whiskeys are very much different than bourbons, which are very much different than rye. You know, they all have – it's like – it's like drinking gin that is distilled with heavy juniper – and distilled with very light juniper. They're going to taste very much. There's there's still gin. There's still the same qualities there, but they're going to taste very much different. You know, it's like comparing Bar Hill gin, which as you know, as a listener is one of my very much, my my very favorites. It's like comparing Bar Hill gin to Tangeray. They're night and day. You could sip the two side by side and not even realize that they're both gin. So anyway, multiple award winning, um, great, you know, I'm, I, I'll give it a, a B for packaging. It's a really nice bottle. The label doesn't jump out. It's not going to reach out and, you know, grab your cock in the aisle. Um, but it's a, it's a quality product. It's a great flavor profile. Um, it's, again, a very award-winning product. So It's a solid, you know. solid ride for the price. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to sip like it. a little I'm, bit more right now. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. What do you think, Steph? That's mm, alright. It's not for Nat, but it's okay. Like this mixed with like a cardamom syrup and some lemon juice. Call it a day, bro. Well, it's over. Is that what you would call the cocktail? A day? I would say call it a day. That's a great name. Night, you know, it's like like it's like rub my nuts kind of thing, like. Like passively rub my nuts. That's, that's what it. That's, that's basically what it's feeling that's like. That's another you know? good name. It's a little bit long, but you know. I would. I would a prefer d- a masa- day. A day is a little bit more catchy, but passively rub my nuts sounds a little bit more appealing. Or maybe. just you know, massage my testicles. Maybe that's a little too clinical. Too but technical, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, right. would you put that on a cocktail menu? I put it on the label. Passively rub my testicles. I would put Sazerac rye instead of saying straight rye whiskey. I'd say. Oh. I'd say it rubs my testicles. That's a, that's a sell point right there. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting marketing approach. Okay, so um, we are brought to you today by our good friends at Bushwick Kitchen. They make fantastic honey, srirachas. Um, they make maple syrup that will literally knock you on your ass. Um, their bourbon maple it is so fucking good that like it's like you just want to put it on everything. Like my wife comes down at like three in the morning sometimes and I've got the baby in one arm. I'm trying to feed her a bottle. But like my third arm is literally just has the bottle of the bourbon maple and I'm just chugging off of it. 
and my wife like doesn't understand how I'm even doing it, but I just I can't get enough. So um, pick up some Bushwick Kitchen product. You can find it on Amazon, um, bushwickkitchen.com. We're also brought to you by Spring Hill Supper Club. Um, it's a new catering company that's opened up um, in New Jersey. Um, their food is fucking fantastic. They're kind of like dicks to work with, um, especially like the main guy because he talks too much and he does these shitty podcasts where he kind of rates whiskeys with his friends, but his friends are much cooler than he is. But the food is amazing. And, uh, you know, they do weddings and bats mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs and, you know, all those kind of like things where you might want food presented to, you know, people that might show up to have, you know, fun at whatever kind of event that you're having. Um, so, yeah, Spring Hill Supper Club, uh, you can find them on Insta and Bushwick Kitchen. They don't actually know I'm giving them a shout out and they'd probably be pissed that I do, but I'm still going to do it. Um <laughs> Now, without further ado, because I've just talked for fucking the last 20 minutes and you're sick of hearing me talk, I'm going to ask Stuart about um, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and most importantly, so cryptocurrency is a new phenomenon. Um, I mean, it's not new because it's been around for like, you know, a decade and a half, but it's kind of new to me because... I'm a Neanderthal and I'm, you know, really not a smart human being. Stuart is a very smart human being, so I'm going to actually let him talk. My my first question is going to be like what is cryptocurrency and how like how, how do you use it? What do you use it for? Um and we're going to have a big sip of whiskey here too, just so everybody knows. So if you're drinking whiskey right now, or anything for that matter. It could be water, tea. We love Bigelow tea. The decaffeinated um, Earl Grey is our favorite. All right. Um, so pick some up at your local supermarket. But yeah, so cryptocurrency, what do we got? Yeah. Um, what to put me on the spot? <clears throat> I mean, well, fuck off because you taught me. So I, I mean, didn't listen to you back in 2011 where I could be worth 250 million right now. God damn it. Is that when I first told you? No, that was Dave McMoyle from the mortgage company that I worked for. Oh, but is he worth two hundred million? No, because he was buying pizzas do? and shit with fucking his, his oh, Bitcoin. Yeah. He's like, like cool, a I dummy. Can, let me let me mine this for a couple of days and buy a pizza. Yeah, he was a dummy. I mean, I mean, sorry, Dave, if you're listening to this. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, I first heard about it when it was a dollar in two thousand eleven, and I was like, oh, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Two thousand eleven is when I first heard of it. I guarantee, if you bought it at a dollar, even if you didn't buy pizzas with it, if it went to ten dollars, you'd be like, shit, I just. 10x my 100 bucks. I made $1,000. I'm going to sell this shit. This Back then, I would have been buying money. bottles of Sazerac rye and as much, as many condoms as I could find. This is before, I, this is before I was married. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I've never actually used a condom. Mom, don't listen to this. So, I um, mean, like in 2011, it was a dollar. Now it's, right. what, $55,000? That's pretty crazy it's hard to imagine why some magic internet money okay went from a dollar to right. fifty five thousand dollars so insane. for all of the listeners here the thousands and thousands and thousands there's some people out here that don't even know what bitcoin is or cryptocurrency in general we're just going to use bitcoin as the catalyst for this conversation because it's the most popular it's worth the most there are other coins out there that do different things that represent different things but we're going to use bitcoin here for argument's sake so what the fuck is bitcoin who invented it and when like what what, what do you use it for i, I 
Okay, the best use of Bitcoin is as a store of value, which sounds crazy because it's so volatile, but you know, if, if you look at the history of it, if you buy it and you hold it for two years or longer, then it's going to hold value against the US dollar and increase in value. But the question is, what are you buying? What are you buying? Yeah. You're essentially buying a piece of a global, very secure monetary network, the internet of money. And you're buying the, the native currency of that internet of money. And um, ultimately, I mean, okay, so a lot of people say that you are speculating, like Bitcoin's pure speculation. And I agree, but you're, it's not just speculation. What you're doing is you're speculating on what is the superior kind of money. What is the better money? And But Bitcoin is not money. It is. But you can only buy a Tesla with it. You can't go into fucking 7-Eleven and buy a Snickers with Bitcoin. So is it really money? There, there, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different characters. I can't believe you just are, are eating kosher dill pickles right now while you're drinking rye whiskey. My wife has literally just cracked a bottle of Mount Olive kosher dill pickles and is snacking on them like it's fucking candy. It's, uh, just, sorry. Uh, sorry. Anyway. It just boggles my mind. Um, be, being able to transact is only one as good aspect of money. Uh, being portable, being fungible, being, um, secure. I mean, there, there's, I, I encourage everybody listening to just look up the characteristics of money. One of the more important characteristics is it being hard money. There is a limited amount of Bitcoin that's available based on how many Bitcoin are available. There's a total of 21 million that will ever exist. And how many are in circulation right now? 18 million and change. So where did the other 18, 19, 20, 20, where did the other 3 million Bitcoin, where, did, where are they? The other two and change million are slowly being mined. Um, in like pits, in like, then there's like doors, the doors of like Mordor are fucking like mining these things. Anybody with a computer can contribute to the mining of Bitcoin. Okay, they, so the next question is like, what does that even mean? Because uh, I'm a lay here. The, I'm a straight lay. The mining... <laughs> Meaning I'm easy to get into bed. So anybody that's interested, just DM me, please. Um, no, but I'm serious. Like, what does that mean? <clears throat> what do you mean mining? How do you mine something that's on the internet? The miners of Bitcoin, um, what they do is they essentially secure the network so that transactions are... Um, they, they essentially can't be, they can't be faked or cheated. And, and that has to do with the blockchain, the cumulative computing power behind what secures the Bitcoin network is part of its value. So if you look at all of the, all of the computer power that's, uh, that's securing the blockchain, that, that is a good indicator of how valuable the network is. And over the course of time, as you see the value of Bitcoin itself rise, you also see what they call the hash power or the computing power of the network also rise. And that's how you can be sure that the Bitcoin network isn't being hacked or it isn't being rewritten. So, yeah, so there's you, you no manipulation the because... Not in, the, not in the blockchain itself. You know, the price of Bitcoin is something different, but the blockchain is essentially, it's a... Um, so, hold on. So... All right, now we know what Bitcoin is, and now we know how many Bitcoin there will ever be, and 
like how you get more Bitcoin. You mine for it, like using computer programs and things of that nature. Once they mine them all, the the miners will earn. The value goes like this. That's not going to happen, I think. I forget what year. It's going to be a long time. I think like 2100, 21 and change. It is 2100, yeah. if I remember It's going to take a lot. Like there's there's less and less that will come in circulation over time. But- so every four years, and I know a little bit about Bitcoin. I'm playing like I'm, I'm really dumb. I'm only three quarters away dumb. So every four years, Bitcoin halves. The block reward halves. Yeah, so what that means is the people that mine Bitcoin – Every four years, the amount that they get per algorithm or whatever they, they per, block. The, per block they solve, it gets cut in half. So let's say in 2017, they got 0.001 Bitcoin for every blockchain that they solved or whatever all the nerd fucking jargon is. Now, in, now four years later in 2021, they get 0.001. Zero five. Instead of that point zero zero one, they get point zero 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 five, which is half the amount. So it's more difficult to mine Bitcoin every halving cycle. Basically, now, with it, it each gets ha- more scarce over time. Yeah, with each halving cycle, there's been a giant leap in the monetary value of Bitcoin. So in 2017, Bitcoin went to what? 21,000? 20. $20,000. It went from like hundred, uh, it went from maybe not hundreds, but like $1,000. I think the bottom of that cycle was around 1000 or it might have gone down as like 800 So it went from $1,000 to fucking 20000 And you yo-yos out there that think Bitcoin is dog shit, well, you missed out on a fucking $20,000 cycle, okay? So cry yourself to sleep tonight, all right? Now... Four years later, Bitcoin halved again. And now we've gone from what? In June, Bitcoin was what? Nine uh, nine thousand? Yeah, it bounced between eight and ten thousand. Okay. So again for, a while. for all you lays out there that are layer than me, all right? Bitcoin was at nine thousand dollars in June. And now it's at it it topped out at sixty almost sixty two thousand. Yeah, that's that's correct. Sixty two thousand. So you people need to invest in my Bitcoin investing course, which means that you're gonna you're gonna DM me, and you're gonna Venmo me a bunch of money, and I'm gonna invest it for you in Bitcoin, and you'll never hear from me again. But you're gonna feel good about it because you invested in Bitcoin. All right. So that's that's a side note here. All right. So. We know what Bitcoin is. We want to know what blockchain Kinda. is. What the fuck is a blockchain? A blockchain. So the underlying technology of Bitcoin is block. I mean, Bitcoin created the block, the technology of blockchain, and it is a. It is a. It's essentially a ledger. It's a. It's the history of all the transactions that happened on this monetary network from the beginning, and there are copies of it distributed. All over the planet. So it is a what they call a distributed ledger. So so it's a journal. Not really journal. It's just a record of all the transactions. It's public records. Right. It's a public, it's a public ledger, basically. A ledger and a journal are the same fucking thing, essentially. It's a public record. 
A journal is right where you write down your experience and feelings. A ledger is like all the the technical data, right? But well, I mean, I would consider that a journal as bit, well. The Bitcoin blockchain cons- contains all of the transactions that ever happened on the network from the beginning until now, and it just keeps getting longer. But it essentially distinguishes who has what Bitcoin and who doesn't. So if you have if you created a Bitcoin wallet and you ha- you transfer a Bitcoin to it right now. Five years from now, if if you want to send the Bitcoin somewhere else, you look into that the history of that ledger and it and it validates that you have that Bitcoin. Okay. So, but it uses cryptography to to essentially secure this blockchain so that nobody else can rewrite what that ledger is, and that's essentially what that's part of what the miners do is that they secure that blockchain over time. They all have a. They all have the same copy of the blockchain, and they all agree. They all have consensus on what that history is. And as long as they're all mining the same blockchain, that consensus is going to remain the same, and it's going to continue to exist as this form of money. And this form of money um, that is known as Bitcoin, it's going to be the next world currency. I think so. Yeah. It's going to take over the U.S. dollar. I don't think it's going to take over the U.S. dollar. I think well, if, if it's a world fucking currency, it's going to take over the U.S. dollar. I think it's going to be ne- the next reserve currency. I think fiat currencies are still going to exist. I think nation states are going to continue to issue their own money, but people have the choice of what money they want to use. I hope up so. In, up until now, it was much harder. Up until now, a lot of people chose to put their money in gold because gold is provably scarce. or we It's a tangible a asset. It's a mineable, tangible asset. You Gold can hold is. a block of coin in your fucking hand. You can't hold a Bitcoin in your hand. No, you can't, but you can see the value of a Bitcoin on this. Because there's a perceived value to it. Although you can't hold it in your hand. See, that's what a lot of these old school, like, you know, conservative, like Republican. And they're how my, much, how much money they're is my in your dear, bank account right they're now? They're my dearest friends right now. How much money is in your bank account? My wife handles all my finances. Probably, Just give me a number. Probably like 230,000 Great. to 40 maybe. Good for you. Can you can you hold that money in your hand? If I if I ex, extrapolated if I made a bunch of deposit slips maybe. You you right. I mean, you're not going to go to the bank and sure if it's cash, but then you have a bunch of paper in your hand. And what's Tangibi- the paper? What's the paper mean? Tangibility. It is just a- means that, that that it's backed by a federal government. Sure. Which do you trust the federal government? Not more than I trust. They just printed like six trillion dollars. So that two hundred thirty thousand dollars that I'm holding my hand in five years is going to be worth one hundred and forty thousand dollars because of inflation. Because I didn't, we just printed fucking six trillion dollars. I didn't fact check this, and I would like to, but. Um... I heard that 40% of all the dollars in circulation were printed in the last year. 40%. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen? Fiat, uh, fiat currencies, the dollar is going to go down. Bitcoin is going to go up. Fiat currencies are so all going to Especially the U.S. dollar. I people. Mean, Venmo me. Jonas-Cope. K-O-E-P. Just Venmo me your money. I'll invest it, and I will. I will send the 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 rewards back to you. I promise. If you really want I to promise. learn about this stuff, just Google the Internet of Money, and you'll get a much better explanation than I'm giving. Yeah, but I still want them to to send me the money via Venmo. Why don't they send it to you via Bitcoin? Well, fine. Then you can just pass it on with your Voyager account after you sign up. Just post a get, public address. I'll get twenty five dollars in Bitcoin if you sign up on the Voyager account too. 
post your public address on the uh, on the uh, show notes or whatever this podcast, and then the what the show description, notes? whatever. Oh, I don't put a description. I don't want people to know what it's about. No one will listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You people are fucking amazing. We love you. Um, okay, so now we know what Bitcoin is and blockchain. So <clears throat> are there any other um, cryptocurrencies that people should watch out for? I know what I'm heavily invested in. And they've been really performing poorly because... Well, I, I probably deserved it because my karma sucks, but. It does? What do you think, people? Come well, on. Well, I, I mean. If, you can tweet me right if, now if I'm and people, I'll answer. None, we'll, is, we'll none answer of this is financial questions. advice, by the way. None of this is financial advice. Of course advice, not. But if you, I mean, if you really, if, you're, if you want to speculate on some new technologies. Cardano. Spe- speculate on the future of money. And in my opinion, that's Bitcoin. What about Cardano? Cardano? Uh, what is Cardano. It's a it's a cryptocurrency. Okay, cool. it's it's up twelve percent this month. Then it must be good. That's way more than an IRA will ever be up in a month. Sweet. Is that good? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, all right. So, <laughs> what about um, H bar? I don't even know what it does. I don't know what it does either. There's I bought so it many, because there's so many. You and Todd out there. told me to buy it. I didn't tell you to buy it. What? Yeah, oh yeah, big time. Did I tell you? Oh, I'm blaming you. All right. Did you make money on it? No, I'm down fifty bucks. Oh. <laughs> Man, that's more than a bottle of Sazerac. <laughs> Sazerac rye is straight rye whiskey. It's forty-five proof. I mean, it's forty-five ABV, ninety proof. Um, it's got tasting notes of vanilla, um, white pepper. Candied spices, some citrus. It's got a big old chunky finish where, like, when you're done, you just want to, like, smack it around like a beautiful woman's derriere. Um, it makes great cocktails, Manhattans, old fashions, anything that you might want to, like, put, like, fall spices in. But I like it mostly when I drive my daughter around with no uh, car seat um, in, in just a normal highball, like, I'll just put her on my lap when I'm driving my truck around. Do you put some in her bottle? On, on back roads. Oh, yeah. I'll, I, put, I usually put brandy in her bottle. But anymore, I'm putting um, Sazerac rye whiskey in her bottle, which really puts her to sleep as well. So it's very nice. So do, if you people have any questions about um, crypto or Bitcoin or <clears throat> would just tell me to uh, want to tell me to just shut the fuck up, Tweet me, twat me, Instagram me, um, you know, or Stu. He's available as well. What are your what your Twitter handles? What I blow Bitcoin dot com. Um, I, don't I know. can't remember. I think it's Stu Philco. Oh, Stu Philco. I was close. <laughs> yeah. Listen, just get at us, all right? Because yeah. you know, as crazy as it sounds, like holy shit. Did you just break the toilet? Anyway, I don't know. The toilet just slammed upstairs and I don't know what my wife is doing, but I think she might have just broke something. It could be her fucking hip. Who knows? Um, Anyway, yeah. Tweet us, twat us, um, Instagram us, DM us, Venmo us. Like, just get in touch. You know what I mean? I mean, you people are, are sacred to us. 
And the fact that you've lasted this long with this podcast is a catalyst to like how amazing you actually are, you know? Um, so it is now, we are now <clears throat> 39 minutes. We're f- almost 40 minutes in. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to sign off and let, do you have any last words? Sazerac is good. Yeah, Sazzy's nice, man. You make a Sazerac cocktail with it too. Fuck. A rye whiskey, um, Petrude's orange, uh, like bitters, which is a, a, what is it? Norlo? Nolo? Nola? Nola. A Nola classic. Uh, you know, a, a, a sugar cube or a little bit of sugar and an absinthe rinse. Holy shit. It will change your life. Like, throw the blue pill or throw the Viagra away and just make a sassy and get sassy with your lady or your gentleman or a lady gets sassy with another lady or whatever you like because we like that too and sometimes we like to watch it on xvids and sometimes it's been great to be a guest on your podcast sometimes i can't thank you enough all right it's signing out which means i need to shut the fuck up love you guys um until next time which hopefully will be next week it'll be some other kind of sassiness so, all right, um, peace, love, and happiness. Do I'm giving you the last word. Um, buy Bitcoin. Motherfucking Bitcoin.